Hi, I'm Julie. I'm Laura. We're longtime friends who know a good year at Real Talk can solve almost anything. And we're transferring our skills and experiences to our new coaching practice. Whether you're making a big decision, exploring a new path, planning a project, or you just want to learn how coaching might help you. Join us for our conversations on Coaching Through It. Um, what'd you do today? I did some coach. I actually did some coaching today. That's exciting. Yeah. It's interesting because I'm still working through uh, the definition of coaching and defining it for myself, but more for clients to come in because I feel like people come to coaching with a different like thought of what it is. And so I did in our meeting because it was multi-purpose of like figuring out what I want to do, my next job and life, but they also want feedback on something specific that was a resume cover letter, yeah. which I can do. And that is my yeah. skill. So I had to go, we're pausing coaching right now. Yeah. But, but you've answered some things already and we're going to do these things. And during the review of the resume and cover letter, this person was like, they, they said, actually, you got me in answering those first questions about like, what, why am I interested in this role or what stands out? Or I just asked about this job they're targeting their stuff at and why I was like, is this the right one for me? And I was like, <laughs> welcome to coaching. Right. Happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Julie, uh, I bugged you to start a podcast. So I guess that's why we're talking and recording a conversation. That's fine. I saw the light come on. It warned me. Well, it's, and to let those who are listening, like we're just not self-serving to talk about, uh, to talk with each other and record it. It was to work through some of these coaching questions and issues and things I had. I don't know about you. Yes. I, uh, yeah, I have left excited after both sessions, but then also uh, kind of feeling overwhelmed, I think too. So full disclosure, Joel and I are doing a coach training together and I had mentioned it to her because it's online and what else can you do in a pandemic than um, we're recording this in, uh, I think still July. I don't even know the month and day. So, you know, we're definitely in the pandemic. I know. And um, so, yeah, we're going to be uh, coaching us through it or coach us through. I don't know. We'll see what their title is. Uh, but the idea was to unpack this certification training or this one course that we're in. Who knows if we're going to get certified? I think I am. Um, are you? I don't know yet. Okay. That's cool. But we're in a coach yeah. to learn about, we're in a training course about coaching to learn what it actually is. Yeah. What have you learned so far? Um, I think, you know, I had uh, thoughts that coaching was going to be a little more like advice driven, you know? Okay. So I think that's been the biggest learning for me so far is that it really is, uh, going to be more about questions. You know, in that first session I asked about motivational interviewing and I, and I do think it will, is a lot related. And so I'm curious to hear about that. Um, and I, I think Katie said it connects and they talk about it during the questions session. So I'm excited about that because that makes a lot of sense to me. It's a technique I'm familiar with. I think we always like it when we're familiar with things, right? Um, yeah. And I, it's great that you mentioned, we'll happy to share. Um, Katie Linder is our, our training coach of training and we are new to this. And so we're learning a lot. We're happy to share um, her program. It's not for everyone. And I think it it's uh, one that's going to be connected to higher ed ish and Julie and I aren't there anymore, but we might coach back to colleagues, yeah. let's say, because uh, we had spent probably 15 years in the, that field for a while. Um, so this is a good question I want to ask you, Julie, that um, you weren't in our first session and uh, it was just orientation, so it wasn't a big deal. Uh, but 
the question that we were asked, and I'd be curious to know what you think about, um, because I, like you, I thought it was more advice get, giving and that sort of thing. Um, but this is a good question is what is your past experience with coaching? When you think about being coached or having a coach, what are some of your experiences that come to mind? Um, wow. I just don't know. I wrote some um, notes. Do you want me to share mine to give you an example? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, well, okay. Are you, I, I know I said yes. And then I'm talking over you <laughs> per, per use, but, um, uh, are you talking like formal coaching or like you wanted me to think of instances where coaching may have occurred and, and okay. Mm-hmm. This is my hand shrug emoji to you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anything. What, when I said that, like, what do you think it is? So what in your, what in your past experience have you had with coaching? That's the period question. That's it. Yeah. So I, I think the most recent like coaching that I sought out, if you will, was when I was trying to leave higher ed and go okay. into a corporate space. And that was very career, uh, like we we're just saying career resume focused coaching. Right. Um, and that's because I was trying to like apply to the corporate world with a CV. And as you know, assess someone else who has made this transition. <laughs> yep. It's not going to work. Nope. Um, it was a long process. And I, I think it, there was some good coaching moments in that. Um, I was fortunate. I knew a woman who I'd worked with at a previous institution who does career coaching on the side. And so we had a personal relationship and she was able to call me on a lot of things. And it was a good time for reflection because higher ed is so much about credentials, right? And I just kept thinking about, you know, Laura and I, we've done several presentations together over the years and and things. And the work and the pride I had in that and knowing that I just had to, like, let it go. Like, <laughs> no one cares. No one cares. And that was hard, right? And unraveling that, unraveling that, like, why do I still want to hold on to this? Because higher ed is so much about this space and I fought so hard to be recognized and and now I'm just going to call it all bullshit, which it is, by the way. I think higher ed is all bullshit, which we can talk about later. But. Yeah, we can, we'll, we'll definitely get into that one later when it comes to thoughts on that. Um, can I ask you a question? Because this is me going to get meta on the coaching why did you think you couldn't let that go, Elsa? Right. <laughs> this this I, also this also goes to the fact of like she had to finish a puzzle before we hopped on today, so we're just, we're just oh, going to call you out on that one. So you can call me out, but any I mean I think that's the most relatable thing right now in quarantine is like the puzzle is life, and I finished <laughs> it. Feels like the only thing I've done today. Well, the puzzle. Well, a puzzle gave you something to finish, right? Yes. Okay, you I get feel that. achievement towards right. So, um, I think it was really hard to let go because, well, I mean, we're just going to get into it girl. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, there, when I was in graduate school, I was told by a not good person. That's not true. That's an, that's an exaggeration. Okay. (laughs) By a person who, you know, uh, anyways, there was a person involved in my graduate school experience. Um, who worked at the school, right? Administrator who basically was like, uh, I don't know that you're going to be a great professional, right? Like they, I, I was not selected for a role within the department that I had applied okay. for. And that's, that's how he broke it to me. It was like, wait to me who we selected. They're great. They're just phenomenal. And like, I just don't know like how good you're going to be in this field. 
What a fucking shit experience that is. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> normally, we t- in coaching, you let them talk more. Uh, right. You don't place judgment, but we're friends, so we're, we're going to coach yeah, you the way we judgment. coach. Yeah. But and, and that has, like, haunted me. Like, I, and I know it's so silly, but it is, like, I just – like that has stuck with me forever. And so I, I was really trying, I think for so much of my career, cause you're always like, what comes next? What comes next? How do I climb? How do I do this? Right. And I think through our work, when we were with Nakata, are we going to talk about, I mean, can we name it? We yeah, yeah, it? We're, like, yeah. 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 I mean like through that work is like where I found a lot of professional traction, you know, and like where I found a lot of ways to um, elevate my brand or elevate my, my, presence even not presence but what what am I trying to say your value your value and professional worth and and Nakata for them if those that don't have any idea but you're just here to listen about coaching and how we coaching through it uh Nakata is an academic advising professional organization so people that support learners in higher education um they might advise them they might do um teaching support so anyone that's in the role of academic advising is what that Mm -hmm. so you found your professional home worth value there yeah, I do. And I, I think a, a chunk of it, right? I I love the org. I'm not going to give them all that credit, but like, mm-hmm. you know. You met I, the people. Yeah, you know, okay. and and there was a lot of things that, um, I mean, I feel the same way about my work with leadership, right? So leadership is a nonprofit that does leadership education for primarily college students. They're also evolving as we all are during this time. Sure. Um, but, you know, that that's a big touchstone for me. And to take that off because you know, I, most campuses, there's going to be someone there who knows what that is. So when it's on your resume that I'm involved in this, they're going to, it's going to be value signaling and no one knows what it is in the corporate space, you know? So I think it felt like, can I still be known, right? Can I still, will anyone know who I am as a person without these things? Because you can, you can infer all of sorts of things from a resume, right? From a CV. From- yeah. And it sounds similar to a client that I was talking to with today, like getting them to think about um, like what they actually did and not just the, like I heard a good expression from Austin Cleon um, was interviewed in a podcast. I can't remember which one. I'll come back to me later. Uh, essentially it said um, not, Oh, Debbie Millman's podcast uh, design matters. Um, he said, what are the things you want to do? The verbs and not the nouns, which are those titles, credentials mm-hmm. and things like that. And I like you, like this current client, I, I really want to know, well, what did you do in that role? Because your title doesn't make sense to someone external to higher ed. And I, I had to think about this for myself. So I, I had to think about when I did the transition, like you, I had to think about well, what did I actually do in this role and how can I explain that to a non-academic person or the one that's connected to an industry that I wanted to get into, which is learning and development like you. And we, and we, um, I still think about like how much we hold on to those um, titles and maybe those like uh, moving up a ladder, maybe in some ways Um, I think higher ed is very hierarchical. So that's a concern um, that I share with you um, and I also, I feel like, honestly, Julie, you just sh- shared something like real that's like being shamed in one of the first applications that you've applied for is like, is one of the biggest fucking issues that will stick with you. Yeah. That's terrible. Right? Yeah. It, it, it's, yeah. And it's one of those things where I can like, like in my space now, I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, we're pushing 40, 
Like I'm feeling really good about who I am as a person. And yet I and intellectually. I know that that is like bullshit and I need can move on and let it go. And it still comes up, you know, like it's just. Does it still come up because I don't know. And this might be my question of like thinking about coaching itself. Um, so I'll go back to the original question, uh, past coaching experience. My answer yeah. actually, I thought and went back to, um, being a swim coach and being coached by a swim coach. Or mm-hmm. I thought about like, I thought about actually more sports dance um, lifeguard and things like that, where I was coached on specific skills or something I need to work on or something that would improve in a performance way. Maybe that's just where my head went to at the time, because it's something that we can take critique on and we can get specific feedback. Like if I wanted to improve my front crawl swimming forward, I might have, uh, like I might have had um, someone else or someone I want to correct. I might say to them, reach out and reach out like a T which gets their stroke wider or might have them drag their fingertips. So they have more of a bent elbow as a drag and then they would self-correct. And so mm-hmm. I actually didn't think about coaching like, like you, I came in thinking, Oh, it's advice. It's consulting. And it's everything that's going on in the world. that's called quote unquote coaching. No, it's someone who can spot the thing that's out there, make it, it call it into question and then give you some strategies on maybe get some strategies or resources or ideas on, where to adjust or how to pivot from something you're doing. Um, So my question to you then, based on my answer, is why do you think um, that memory, which is still maybe 20 years later, still impacting how you think about um, when you were doing a job search and whenever you do a job search, I'm I'm guessing that came up. Like what are some feelings that come in there? I mean, obviously, because you want to, you, you, who doesn't want to be successful, Mm -hmm. right? And who doesn't want to be, particularly when changing industry, I was like, is this a mistake? Mm -hmm. Am I, you know, is this going to be a giant, giant mistake? Um, And you just, you you know, you didn't know. Yeah. So no self-doubt comes in. And I think you and I have experienced this in different ways. And I still do. Um, yeah, I guess you do have to give up who you were. Your identity identity is one thing you said. Like yeah. professional identity is huge, and people yeah. build around themselves. Um, I like that a professional identity or values, not brand. That's just me. Uh, that, but I just think it means a lot because you have built up your kind of cred out there and said, "Oh, this is an area I've been working in and know." And now toss me somewhere else, and I'm like, I don't have any clue. Which that's that's where I'm at now. Um, so yeah. I understand. Like, but it's a scary spot to be in that ambiguous place of who am I (laughs) professionally? Well, and I think it's funny too, right? Because, um, if you, uh, so a huge part of this, and I think any, uh, industry change, right. I don't want to just blame higher ed for this, but like changing the language of what I did. So it wasn't only like, let's minimize, right. Because the, like the expectation of a resume or CV are very different in education and outside education. Right. So there was this idea of needing to shrink and highlight, but then there was also changing language, which honestly, when you strip down, in my opinion, a lot of what we did in higher ed, I'm like, it's, we did nothing. I had conversations (laughs) with people, you know, like, that's not and true. So, I don't, I know, but like when you're trying to then think about how would I explain this to an audience or when you reduce it to things like customers, right? We use that word all the time now in our job. Yeah. Never would have called a student a customer. And that's always been like a tension point in higher ed, right? Are these they really are. Or your students and right, totally, you know? And um it was it was interesting to be like what have I even accomplished? So not only like 
wow, I'm taking away these things that I'm so proud of, but then also like, what did I actually accomplish? <laughs> and should I be proud of these things that, that aren't real, you know, for lack of a better expression. And so uh, it, it was a really interesting time, you know? Did your coach ask you about those? Like, so an example, the reason why I asked you about this, did they ask you about your rules? Because I went like bullet for bullet with this person today and actually had them explain, what do you mean when you say this? And I do know what they mean because I've been in higher ed, but I said, can you tell me what you actually did or who are these things that you're talking about when you say audiences or this or stakeholders? So did anyone ever go through and ask you that? Um, I, I think a little bit, uh, not a ton, but I also wasn't really asking for it. I think, yeah. you know, my, and I, and when I approached the coach I was working with for that, I definitely was like, this is all about shrinking, right? This is all about, yeah. um, and, and I think fortunately too, the last thing that I was doing, you know, I was working in orientation, I had moved out of advising and that's, that's a pretty easy to understand concept, even if yeah. someone hasn't worked in higher ed, you know? So yeah. I felt like that piece was there a little bit more. Yeah, I think you're right. I think um, learning, like we're just learning about coaching. And I, the reason why I asked about like your first coaching experiences was I think we always hear people talk about themselves as a coach. And my first idea of a coach was brought to me by a woman I met in Toronto. She's like finishing a psychology degree. She's like, I'm also doing some life coaching. And I was like, Hmm, that sounds frou-frou. Uh, tell me what you like, but some of coaching, whether you are targeted at career professional transitions is also going to deal with life issues, financial issues, personal issues. Like mm-hmm. it could go deep is what I'm learning. Like this is not just a, I'm going to fix your resume. Cause that's like consulting really, or that's a mentor or that's yeah. advice giving. Right. So how are you defining coach? Like now that we've been through the first couple of classes. Oh, how am I? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I, well, I, I mean, I think, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday, right? Like I, I think it is like, what, what is that person wanting to be coached wanting you to be right? Like you cannot, um, in, in some, and I know coaching is not therapy, so I'm not trying to suggest that with this next thing. Right. But I, but I think in this concept, they're related. Right. So, you know, someone goes into a therapist or a counseling session and, and a counselor might identify like you have, you know, issues with X, Y, Z from your past, but if that person's not ready to see it, right. Like Mm -hmm. the conversation is going nowhere. If, and the same thing with coaching, I think in some ways, right? So you have to be prepared for what that person is expecting to be coached on. Cause that person shows up and says like, you know, I, um, really want help. Uh, you know, why, why do I procrastinate or something? Like I need to be coached on kind of like pro- productivity and task management in my job and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and, and if those first, you know, couple of sessions you find out, well, wow, you clearly the signals I'm getting is that you're very unhappy you know, but, but that person isn't seeing that you can force that on them. Right. So Mm -hmm. how are you? um, So uh, I don't, I don't know if I'm even answering the question, but I think a coach is, is kind of showing up as a sounding board, I guess, versus, and maybe that's where that lack of advice comes from, not lack of advice, but like steering away from advice. Right. Because I think a coach to me is, is very much about actual change and, Mm -hmm. and action coming from, from an issue or working through an issue. And, 
And as I know, as someone who has kids in my house 50% of the time, like you can't get action from people just because you want it. Just because you will, because you will it, because you will it into existence, you know, like there has to be, there has to be a want, you know, like there has to be a recognition that it's a a need to change or a need to take action. Yeah, I I think. You're right. I agree with that. Um, and to talk about the therapy and what we coaches do and don't do, we like coaches are not diagnosing or dealing with things in the past because that's what therapy does is what I've learned. Um, coaching deals with working forward towards something. So it doesn't mean you won't talk about past crap, but you're really, the goal is for, um, like you said, someone coming to a coach with a goal they want to work on or something they want to identify to move forward with and they are willing and able to get in deep. And I, and just reading the, the last little while and listening to um, coach to coach, I was like, Oh, like as much as I know I could jump in and help them like as an advisor would, or as a mentor or a sponsor, a coach just let, you have to let them get to that point and also ask deeper questions. Like I'm doing being a qualitative researcher. Like I was like, Oh, this is like me going, tell me more about that. Or why do you, why do you feel that way? If, and then let me rephrase what you said and then ask you a question about it. It's really driven by that client. It's not the coach at all. Yeah. So they're not going to diagnose or whatever. I'm, I'm really excited to get to that piece of questions, right? I think you're exactly right. And I know in a couple sessions, we'll be getting into what Katie is called powerful questions. I don't know if that's like hashtag trademarked powerful questions or just like, I don't know. We're going to get some <laughs> but, hard questions. It sounds like in the future, let's yeah, just say that. Right. But, um, but yeah, I think because to your point, like how do I, without without putting words into someone's mouth, but how am I selecting questions or how am I thinking about ways to probe into what someone is thinking or really wanting to get out of this session in a way that will lead towards, I don't even say lead towards, lead forward, right? Like whatever Mm -hmm. that might be. And so the value of knowing how to ask those questions, I think will become really, really important. Okay. So I guess let's go back to our face. Uh, Let's just start our exploring coaching podcast 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 um so what do you think we should accomplish with um this podcast then besides talking a little bit about what we're learning and processing some idea like are there some things should we have objectives and goals coming forward to coach us through it i'm gonna flip it and make you answer that first yeah okay so i thought <laughs> i was thinking we should because that might be um how we talk about i think each episode we maybe talk about an idea, a concept or tool or something that we're learning about and then apply it and maybe mm. apply it to real issues or apply it to if we're working with clients or <laughs> your clients could be small ones that need some direction, whatever. Right. Um, if we're applying, applying it to our partners, whatever. I'm happy to uh, like, so the idea would be we come up with um, one thing we want to each work on, on the pod and, or it could be the same thing. I don't really care. And then coach it through it, like ask us questions and be model that and then unpack that afterwards. I don't know. Is, what, what format would you like? I don't know. I'm just tossing out. Ideas. So you're, so you're saying like, let's role play some of this a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like, not always, but yeah. Not role, but you know, I'm trying to yeah, say yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how would you go about asking questions in practice? Um, or I guess we could also have episodes just like chewing on concepts we learned about and go, that's not what I thought about at all. Yeah. 
right? I yeah, I, I could see us doing maybe a little bit of both, right? Because yeah. I I do wonder, uh, you know, this week for example, while interesting, I don't know that I took away a concept or something to work through, right? We talked about contracts, uh, primarily, um, and 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 listened to, and I I did enjoy listening to that episode, that first episode of Coach to Coach, but I don't know necessarily that there was a concept I took away to practice, and but lots to talk about. Yeah, I wish we got into more logistic-y stuff about contract and setup because I think yeah. that makes a big difference. And I asked a couple about like legality and also how do you set up that um, invoice? And I think Katie has that in other aspects of her area if you really want to get into that Like, because I have, I have an LLC that I consider putting this coaching thing under. Um, and I guess some of those questions came up and we're kind of spacing out because we're also talking about, well, what – who are you as a coach? Like the idea was, yeah. I, that was our first question is, who, who do you need to be? And I was like, hmm. <laughs> right. There is part of me that's like, it is like nine o'clock on a Saturday morning and I don't need to be anyone. Like, can we just get through? <laughs> You're in the wrong time zone. There's people in all time zones here. So I, yes. know, I know. I do appreciate that about being in the class and I'm glad, I'm glad you're in it with me, but it's also interesting to like, you learn so much from other people coming from it many different walks of life places mm-hmm. the world yeah it is interesting to me too uh the number of folks who are like plan to do this at like it is their job within an institution to do that because i've never experienced that at any of the institutions i've worked with and perhaps it's because i'm not faculty and that is more of a faculty type experience but that was a new learning for me that oh are there coaches and universities that i just am not aware of there's not a whole lot actually in that, like as a, as a, as a rogue academic, uh, one who left, uh, there isn't a whole lot of faculty coach. I think this is a newer, two of them are like newer developments from what I've heard. Um, there's some faculty developers or people who work with as instructional designers like that. That's, those are kind of like consultants, but they want to treat them as coaches too. It sounds like, um, but yeah, that interested me because I could see that model being applied to where we work in industry group coaching yeah. sounded interesting to me. Well. well, there's coaches, there is, co- there are coaches at the company. Yeah. Um, and I am now I'm like, Ooh, I really want to know what that looks like. Me too. And I'd like to know how they do it. I know within our, my sector, we, we work in different verticals in different areas. Um, but my sector has like a learning development area that has coaching in it, but mm-hmm. it sounds like they're not doing their job. So uh, like, it sounds like, uh, I might put some of this into this performance, like have a little intervention that I want to implement with them and operations and other team leaders. And I was like, huh, maybe I could create like a team group coaching curriculum as I think about right. this. And well, yeah. cause I can tell you what I wouldn't want. And I'd be curious to see what you think too, if you have a familiar or a, a similar reaction. Um, I do not like the idea of coaching and, and being a coach for someone who in a punitive place right? Mm, That's true. So they talk about like low performers and get like sent to a coach or something like that. And not that I wouldn't want to like work with those people, but uh, I would want it to be on their own accord. Right. And, and I think not having the pressure of reporting back to a sponsor as we refer to it, you know, um, in the class that feels maybe not the road for me. Honestly. No. And in higher ed, I think more coaching like that happens in our NCAA athletes in the US. Uh, so athletic coach, academic coaching is a big thing where they yeah. go to class and check the rosters and then call you up the faculty and it's an annoying and they keep calling you because they know you personally. Um, so those are 
things I'm not interested in. Um, I also found it interesting, like people that are in that, most of them are in higher ed. I don't know if I'd want to coach people within my field. Like I feel comfortable yeah. going back to higher ed and supporting academics, grad students, whatever out, but like being in the system and coaching as a, I don't know. It's, it's so, so it's such a small world. Everyone knows everyone. It is. It's true. And I, um, yeah, I, and I, I think it'd be funny cause I'm like, Ooh, the idea of going back to higher ed, I, how frustrated would I get? <laughs> but you wouldn't have to Julie cause you whew, take the yeah. advisor away, the mentor, yeah. the sponsorship advocate, and you're just yeah. there to question. I don't, I think it's, um, it's something that I, I had to put a pause on the conversation and go, okay, we're going to do a consulting session now. And this coaching session is going to run a little bit later if that's okay. And we'll get back to coaching because yeah. I, I don't, it's hard if you have some ideas, um, awareness or tools for them to not give resources and advice. That's where I'm going to struggle. Yeah. I don't know about you, but that's where yeah. I struggle. Oh, for sure. Right. I mean, we, you know, I said this in class, like I am a storyteller, you know, and I immediately want to just like settle in and, uh, you know, relate in that way. So it's going to be really hard to not do that. In fact, that's why I asked Julie to do this podcast. Um, so <laughs> in a past life, we did podcasts together and, and yeah. in the same podcast family. Shout out Jeff Jackson. Um, and Gary. Gary is great. Uh, Bruce B man. Also yeah. Jeff Lill. Keep it, keep your angst alive. Also escape tired. Right? Um, yeah. What would you like to co- talk about or focus on on these podcasts? And they don't have to be super long podcasts. This is just kind of us figuring it out out loud yeah. now. Well, and I, I think something that I would like to do, and it's funny cause I've, you know, have spent a lot of my time being like, oh, learning professional resources and needing then to adapt it for higher ed because it wasn't always presented in a higher ed framework. And now it's like the exact opposite. You know, the majority of the folks in our cohort are higher ed based. And so I would love to have some of these conversations around what does this look like in a corporate space, right? Like, yeah, what would work? What wouldn't work? You know, um, I, I'm exploring right now with uh, my team, we're talking about trainings and like really talking about values and emotional intelligence. And a lot of the conversation we're having is like, how do we make this land in a way that people will actually want to engage and not dismiss it? Right. Which is um, a conversation you wouldn't have to have in higher ed. Everyone would like eat it up. And <laughs> yeah, there's lots of emotions on the sleeves in higher ed. Well, yeah. so can I ask for you what you're thinking about for industry wise, corporate wise, are you doing one-to-one coaching or is it going to be like a team group coaching situation? Well, the closest thing we have right now would be like group coaching situation. So we're doing some, some stuff with new managers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that format. So something that we are definitely, um, running into, and this is like, not to get too like in the weeds or shop talk, but I think it's relevant when you think about coaching in a, in a workplace situation is the time, right? So if, how are, how are we creating space or helping to facilitate space for people to practice these techniques or take the time to learn or engage with a resource, right? And not just piling something on them. Um, that's why I thought group coaching might be yeah. more interesting for some of what we do in corporate. Cause it's kind of like a self-directed self-paced meets community. If you want to pick up and do it, people do. And that's the kind of culture we work and live in, which is a huge learning org. And like we are a learning organization, which is great. And people can do things, but it's like self-selected on demand or it's accessible in, 
not a one-to-one requirement. You come to me every two weeks or you have to take this course other than the compliance stuff. But like, it's not, I think people opt in because I thought of um, some of those mentoring uh, programs. We already have mentoring and mentoring circles, Um, but apply to group. I was like, Oh, this might be something that people actually opt in because they're in a safe space with managers. So they're people leaders and managers at the same level or above that they can go, can I talk to you about like an yeah. issue I'm dealing with and get feedback? Like, that's how I heard it when they, I started hearing about the group coaching on the coach, coach um, episode one. Happy to pop a link into this one, which I was like, oh, this would work because yeah. people need that and want that. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, and, and they do, they're hungry for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think I always go back to, and I have to do this a lot because there's not a lot of folks who are trained in adult learning, right. In the space where we work now, they've kind of stumbled into a learning or a training team. And so, um, one of the things I tell folks all the time is we know that adult learners want to be able to almost immediately apply what you teach them, right? They need to yeah. see that it works, that they're giving their time to a valuable thing. And so show it in action. So I think that's why this group coaching really works because people are, problem solving and troubleshooting real life scenarios where they can see a technique work. And here I go telling a story because I'm a storyteller. But um, <laughs> last week, you know, we have a target group for this first round. We're piloting this first group kind of uh, learning path. And uh, one of the guys had responded to something and, and he was like, oh, I'm sorry, it fell off my calendar because I got a new role and my calendar switched or something, something, whatever. Um, and so I told him, I was like, oh, with your new role, you're actually like outside of the target group. So if this is like, something that you don't feel like you have time for, you know, you're ramping up, you're getting used to your new team. Like we can remove you from the program. It's totally fine. And he was like, please don't take me out. This has been so valuable to like connect and meet other managers, you know? I and think I was like, Oh, totally. But I think it is, you know, it is. I mean, and like there are, yeah, there's a lot of value. I think that people are seeing in that conversation. You know me, I have a bias for anything of community of practice, professional learning networks. This is my, that's why I was like, I think I'm going to do that 302 course in September concurrently because Julie, I think there's so much power of being in community and learning and it's the social learning that you and I thrive on and why we met maybe on the internet and also like why we're friends for 10 years now. Happy anniversary. I know. Right. Yeah. I think it's been kind of, um, I don't know. I was excited to be in the class with you because we're nerds and now I get to see you because we're all at home. Yeah. Being at home. God, I, I hate being at home. But I thought this would be a fun, energized way. Do a puzzle. Could... Just do a puzzle. It's fine. I'm just going to drink my Chardonnay. That's okay. Um, no, I think I'm going to drink my Chardonnay and make my random podcast. And one of them is with you that I'm really excited about to process yeah. some of these ideas. And it's not to like give any critical feedback, but critically think of how does it work in, yeah, industry for us. Mm-hmm. We're in the same industry, literally. Yeah. Um, and how does it work when we apply it? Because I think there's going to be some tools, like I've already read ahead because that's me. Um, I'm nonlinear in my learning and I was kind of like, oh, these things are already done in other ways, but how does it change if you're a coach that's just like absorbing, paraphrasing, deeper questioning and not contributing as a teacher or advisor or whatever the role is that actually provides some bit of information is what I'm going to struggle with. Yeah. Well, and I think too, I'm excited. And I, I feel like mo- most of the people who first come to this are going to know you uh, rather than me. Cause I think you have a, you have a digital pre- presence much better than mine these days. And, um, but 
I, both of us share this, I think, where we uh, will look at something and be like, mm, I'm going to take 27% of that. Thank you. Throw the other 73% away. Right. Yeah. And uh, I am excited for us on this journey to have those conversations because I, I do think that there, there are going to be points that I'm like, mm, I that I don't agree with that. Right. Or like, that's not how I'm going to approach this because while there are coaching standards and there's coaching ethics and I am not supporting unethical behavior in any way, but like, you know what? I'm going to tell a damn story every now and then. I know I will. <laughs> and yeah. Like, and, and I think you're, and like, so what's our, what's our flavor going to be? And I, I'm excited for us to kind of figure that out as we move through this. Yeah. And I'll, I'll probably push back on that because I am looking at, so ICF, the International Coaching Federation, I think I'd like to get certified. I don't know why, because Fierker said this to me, my partner. He said, um, you don't really need this. I went, I know if I am contracted to be a coach for a team of people at an institution, that's the only reason why. So I could see this being a, a need as teams are working virtually remote. That's going to be one of the issues that I'm really into. And I'd love to talk about teams, group and people, how to do it well, virtually um, living remote, living in best remote life, not pandemic, but I think we're going to have more people can stay in the virtual environments, virtual teaming and working remotely. And how do you really engage a culture of community from a distance? So I'm super excited. But I also, I think you and I will disagree because I think I'm going to work towards certification. I don't know if you are, but I think there's no right way to coach. Is, yeah. And that's cool. I actually think we'll have different styles, flavors, and some limitations to how, like, we'll have our own boundaries on things. And uh, I wonder who's going to be more rigid. Uh, we'll see. And uh, That's actually a really good question. I can see that going either way. Honestly. Yeah, me too. It'll be... <laughs> interesting to see on who is the bigger storyteller between us um yeah but no i think it's i think there are some tensions in coaching that and i i also thought it'd be interesting that people don't really know what coaching is and they always say i'm gonna be a coach or i'm gonna go to a coach i was like oh someone checked your cover letter that's lovely so right. helped you with your online or the, the the extreme of like I'm going to go to a coach and it's a life coach and you're making a vision board and like not to knock vision boards or anything but right but I think those are that's what we as a society that's what we think of when we think about a coach right it is yeah. it is an athletic coach it is a career coach a very strict resume or it is like design your best life read the secret get back to me you know like she just mocked my whole coaching website just point of information um, I just want to let you know that Julie thank you very much <laughs> what design. design your best life. No, it's design design your career. Thank you. Uh, That's great. That's not design your best life. And also, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I was just saying those are the like levels that people think about with coaching. Hey, you're allowed to poke and prod. And I I have some issues like personally, ethically, as having a good business, but also seeing what else, what other people out there are sweat, like, you know, flocking shit out and saying they do this stuff. I'm like, mm -hmm. do you though? Like, I have a lot of issues with the malarkey that goes on out there. And I... I'd love for us to unpack like what coaching really is too and what it isn't. So people aren't giving money to others that don't deserve it and they could invest in themselves better. I, I think that's, I don't know. That's just my yeah. own bias. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. Because let's be real, like, I think there are pieces of what someone would go to a coach for that you could like watch a good Ted talk, maybe Google an article and you'd be fine. You yeah. know, like, and, and, and learning learners are different, all of those things. And I don't want to devalue a coach because coach is super valuable, but I think part of that is figuring out to your point, how are those 
coaches, right? Like finding their best value out of this too. Totally. And that's, I'd love to unpack that. Maybe that's one of our episodes we talk about is exploring coaching and what you should ask the coach. Like, I think that's a good, let's think about that. Let's think about questions you should determine, like, and how much you invest in a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked a little bit about like trusting a coach or I would say getting confidence in who you sign up and give your money to, because it does get expensive and coaching is coaching happens around a whole bunch of different things. We'll probably talk about some career life transition stuffy in our coaching, but there's financial coaches. There are actual life coaches, Zodiac mm-hmm. sign coach, like there's coaching for a whole bunch of different things in this certification, but there's also coaching, not the athletic side. That's a different credential, which is great right. as well. I've not done that. So we're talking about um, coaching in more the vein of your personal and professional is probably what we're going to. Yeah. So. Do we like uh, coaching through it? Coaching us uh, through it? I, not the us. I, I like coaching through, through it. it. Okay. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Coaching through it is. There's our first episode. Hope you all enjoyed it. And let us know uh, what you're thinking about and how you're defining coaching. Be sure to listen to the next episode by subscribing to our podcast. We always welcome comments and questions. Send us an email at coachingthroughit at gmail.com. Until then, we'll be figuring it out on Coaching Through It.